SBS acknowledges the traditional custodians of country and their connections and continuous care for the skies, lands and waterways across Australia. You're listening to Australia Explained, an SBS audio podcast helping you navigate life in Australia. Starting childcare at a young age can be a practical solution for balancing career aspirations and parenting responsibilities. Still, the decision can bring along some unique challenges, especially for new migrants and first-time parents. <laughs> the biggest challenge we face is the frequent calls we get from childcare to come and pick the kid up, even if all they have is just a runny nose, which is fairly common in this cold weather. I'm your host, Madame Smile. And in today's episode, we're talking about health issues that may arise while using the childcare system in Australia. <laughs> Migrants often lack family support, leaving them unable to rely on their parents to care for their children while working. Early childhood education can come in handy in this case, and it is recommended in Australia as it allows parents to return to the workforce. Enrolling children in an ongoing daycare facility is also a popular option to help build immunity among infants and toddlers. It prepares them for school socially and academically. As infants and toddlers start their educational journey at an early childhood center, their immune system also develops as it encounters infection-carrying microbes known as bugs. Joy T. Sandu is an early childhood educator in Melbourne. She says parents are offered an orientation session to make them aware of the environment before enrolling. Home is an environment where a child is having only a couple of adults uh, exposed to and a very safe environment. But in the early childhood settings, when children come and exposed to uh, many other children and adults, it's very normal for them to get exposed to some kind of illnesses. She adds that while most illnesses do not cause much worry in a childcare setting, some can be seriously contagious. Dr. Amir Sadullah, a GP in Melbourne, treats children aged six months to five years for infections acquired in daycare. The infections, they do vary depending upon the time of the year. Mostly in winters, most of the infections that we come across are mainly the respiratory illnesses, uh, such as the upper respiratory tract infections, lower respiratory tract infections, otitis medias. And uh, in summers, mostly these infections, although they are there, but on top of that, we do get a lot of gastro patients. According to Dr. Sadullah, 20 to 30 out of 100 children who attend daycare frequently experience these infections. Doctors often say these infections are self-limiting, meaning they subside without specific medical treatment. I would say in about 90% of the cases, they don't need any antibiotics and all they need is uh, uh, it's just a bit of parental education and uh, a bit of fluid support and uh, antipyretics like uh, Panadol or pa- Nurofen. Nikita, a first-time mother, has an 18-month-old son who started attending daycare only a few months ago. Our son goes to the center once a week. In that short window, he has had two very bad cases of flu for which the GP prescribed antibiotics and also steroid syrup because paracetamol and ibuprofen weren't working. 
He even brought home hand, foot, and mouth disease with blisters all over his body. Nikita pointed out that navigating through such situations can pose various challenges. The biggest challenge we face is the frequent calls we get from childcare to come and pick the kid up, even if all they have is just a runny nose, which is fairly common in this cold weather. This means that as parents, we drop what we are doing, we have to go pick up the child, and then we cannot send him back till the doctor's clearance certificate is provided. It can be frustrating for parents to be asked to pick up their sick child from childcare center in the middle of a working day. If a child falls sick frequently, asking for leave from the employer or missing business can concern parents. In addition to that, parents must continue paying the childcare fees even if the child can't attend the center due to sickness. As new migrants, we are not entitled to childcare subsidy and have to bear the full cost out of pocket this is 125 dollars in my case if you don't send the kid to childcare due to sickness you still pay the full amount nevertheless which is doubly painful dr sadullah outlines the symptoms that indicate a child should be sent home just with the runny nose i don't think it's it's reasonable to send the child home if there are other signs of infection that are there for example if the child has fever if the child has cough uh, if the child if it's an older child and they are complaining of a sore throat and visibly if the child is like it, if he doesn't look too good i think in that case uh, i would support that the child should be sent back home He also highlights the risky signs of infection that every GP must investigate such as high grade temperature around 39 to 40 degrees a drastically reduced fluid intake associated with a runny nose diarrhea vomiting or any new rash from her side miss sandu explains why an unwell child must stay home it is going to help the child and it is in the best interest of the child otherwise it is going to be a stage where you know if child is very very sick then the parent has to take the child to the hospital or getting a child hospitalized then this recovery is going to take longer she adds that excluding a sick child from a child care center is based on their duty of care towards other children in their facility frequent hand washing and keeping a safe distance from a child suffering from flu or gastro is advised Dr. Sadullah adds that good nutrition is also crucial. Most of the times these kids are fussy eaters. So they are bound to suffer from nutritional deficiencies like iron deficiency, vitamin D deficiency. So having these uh, nutrients uh, supplemented in the form of either a tablet or a liquid uh, uh, that would boost up their immunity and further reduces their chances of uh, acquiring these infections. He strongly recommends childhood vaccinations as an infection control mechanism amongst young children and those around them. Ms. Sandu explains that most early childhood education centers in Australia endorse the vaccinations earmarked by the federal government. Some parents opt not to get their child immunized then we have a different regulation and guidelines around that. For example if there is a breakout in a childcare service uh, there's a gastro um, going on then we do recommend those children who are non immunized parents can keep them home because they don't have that immunity finally miss sandu recommends that children be exposed to natural environments such as parks and playgrounds rather than indoor facilities like play centers to improve their immunity 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Australia Explained, written and produced by Rochika Towler, hosted by me, Madam Smile. Australia Explained Managing Editor is Rosa Germian. Until next time. This was an SBS Audio podcast. For more Australia Explained stories, visit sbs.com.au slash Australia Explained.